and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read. What did we read this week, Amy? We read A Wicked Kind of Husband by Mia Vinci, Yay! which was actually given to us by Mia Vinci herself. Because... When we read, we were trying to read... We were trying to read A Beastly Kind of Earl, which is recommended to us by Lorelai on yeah. Twitter, which I'm not calling X like the rest of the world. I refuse. I think we're in the majority. <laughs> so Lorelai recommended to it, and we just couldn't find it digitally here, so I ended mm-hmm. up having to like hunt, 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 and find a physical copy. So then I emailed Mia and was like, do your books, am I just looking in the wrong place, do they exist on Kobo or in these places? And she was like... No. no, but here, you and your friend, just I'll save you the trip, the trouble. The just trouble. Here, everyone these. have a copy. Yeah. So thank you, Mia. Appreciated. We're very Plus, now we don't have to fight over who gets the hard copy of a beastly kind of Earl. I which, think I've still kept it. I have you really? I, yeah, I don't oh, think I you gave it back. Stinky bum. I absolutely love that book. <laughs> so we've reviewed Dangerous Kind of Lady and a Beastly Kind of Earl, which are. The prequel in the first book. In the Long Hope Abbey series mm. by Mia Vinci. So this Who is an book, Australian author. She is, I know. Ba, ba, ba. And we were thrilled when Lorelai got us to read this because we did, hadn't discovered her yet. Mm. So this is the second book in the Long Hope Abbey series, but it's the third because there's the prequel. Earl, Lady, Husband. Yes. Beastly kind of Earl, and then there's the lady one. Yeah, and then the this dangerous one. Dangerous kind of lady. But they weren't, like, the prequel was written... After. But not after the series had finished, because there's a scandalous kind of Scott, I think is what that's the That's the most book. recent one. It hasn't come one. out yet. It hasn't yet. come out yet. It's due out this year. So that's, yes, on the cards. Continuing, and then, and then there's a Christmas novella that we uh, might be talking about... In the Christmas, Christmas novella time, Woo-hoo. which is coming very soon because December weeks. is almost upon us and it's almost time for my tree raising. Yay. Woo! We digress, Kimberly. Deeply. Do you want to do, do the spoiler free recap? Sure. This is just like when you just meander and talk about Christmas <laughs> and Mia Vincey's and Scottish books, which are up and down, really. The Scottish and we'll just romance. Get a series of emails that are like, <laughs> hey girls, just letting you know you forgot to actually review, review the, the book. book. So to anticipate those emails, we'll just start reviewing the book. Great job. This is a Regency romance set mostly in London. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. And the rest is uh, you, Kimberly. Thank you very much. I'll do the names. Yeah, I will need help with that. Okay, so the one thing I will say, and I'm not going to get too deep into it, there's obviously one cast of characters, right? So I've read... Beastly Kind of Earl quite recently, and I have read Dangerous, kind, Dangerous of kind of Lady quite recently, and then I read this one, and I've actually already, started. I've already done the novella, and I've already started the the Duke one, whatever the Duke one is, a scandalous, no, Scandal for a Duke, something, whatever, the, there's another one that comes after. And it all talks, and it's kind of got this same web it's, of it, characters. It follows three a set of friends, basically, but exactly. they're not yep. like in each other pocket friends, no. like the wallflowers. No, no, where it's like we're best friends, and it's you're going to follow each of the three of us. And so, what I will say is, I'm not going to get too deep into all of the interwoven side characters or ancillary characters because I'm now what, like maybe the fifth book slash novella in this same world, and I'm still super confused about how everyone 
is connected. I don't think it's that important. No, I don't think it is either. You just sort of need to know that everyone's a friend of Arabella. Yeah, that's true. Well, she and she's a really influential. She's an influencer, the kind of matron, young, <laughs> very young matron of society. But anyway, it doesn't really matter how everyone interlinks, I guess. Which this, means you can actually pick it up and start here. The series, absolutely. You yes. don't have to have no, read. No, I don't of think the you others. have to read them in order at all. So basically, our female lead is Cassandra, and she is. When we meet her, she has for the past two years been essentially the head of her family. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have any brothers. It's herself and two younger sisters. And she had a brother, an older brother, but he passed away about sort of three or four years, five years previously. Very tragically. And there's an older sister who's not on the scene because she's been married off. And her father died two years ago. Her mum is still around, but is very unwell. So she's no help either. So Cassandra is pretty young, They're all kind of in their early 20s, mid to early 20s. And the youngest, her younger sister is 14. And so right before her dad died, so two years ago, he asked her to marry someone because the man she was supposed to marry ran off with someone else. Like she was betrothed to someone two years ago and he just up and was like, I've eloped, goodbye, and she was left with no one. And her dad pulled her aside and was like, as a favor to me, because I'm worried that now that your brother is gone, if I were to die, you could not inherit the estate because the estate could only be inherited by a married daughter. And there was a reason why the older, so reason why the older sister couldn't inherit it, but I can't remember what that was. And so he was like, I need you to marry this guy, Joshua DeWitt who is this, the bastard son of an earl. But he wasn't originally. He No, for 14, 15 years he was the heir. But then it turns out his father's marriage to Joshua's mum was revealed to be bigamous and yeah. they all got, like, disinherited. Yeah, and were embarrassing and sent off into the world. And so he had forged himself into quite a successful entrepreneurial magnate of industry kind mm. of thing. And so he was in some way connected to her father and so basically her father had arranged this marriage between the two of them so two years ago she had turned up dewitt had like swirled in like a tornado hurricane of a human because that's the kind of person he is and was like let's get this done got married to her and then they'd gone their separate ways her father died just a handful of months after that after their wedding and that was it like she never saw Joshua do it he never came out to the to the house to see they had park. a very awkward wedding night a very awkward wedding night to just be like well that's a thing that happened it's a legally binding arrangement now and that was it that was the last I'd ever seen or heard of each other so Basically, he had sent out a secretary who was in charge. He has many secretaries in charge of all sorts of things, and this one is the secretary in charge of matrimonial affairs. (laughs) And he is basically in charge of sort her out, pay any bills, deal with any issues she has. She is to stay where I have put her, which is at Sun Park, and not be a bother. That's her job, which she was very happy to do. But her, the elder of her sisters, Lucy, Lucy, is 
of marriageable age. She is stunningly out of control beautiful, but she is also just straight up out of control. Like she is a full-blown alcoholic. She is really self-destructive and can Mm. be cruel and quite destructive around her. And she seems to hate Cassandra. She hates Cassandra. She hates where they are. She hates where they're living. She just hates everything. And so Cassandra is like, right, you know what, we just need to get her married. So she decides that she needs to go to London and see her grandmother, who is a duchess, and ask her to launch Cassandra, to launch Lucy into a season and get her married off. So she pretty much just is like, I don't care if he doesn't want me to go to London, I'm going to go. He's also meant to be in Liverpool, so she's like, I've got a house there. Yes, it's and the so, house. Yeah. I'll go and stay. Go he and won't stay be there. there. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. He'll never know. And so she says to the Secretary of Matrimonial Affairs, just find out, No, you know his schedule, tell me when he's not going to be in London, tell me when he's busy, and I will go, and he won't, he'll never know I was there. Off she goes to London. They run into each other within 10 minutes and have a... I won't go into the running into each other because it was quite hilarious and you can engage in that on your own. And basically, they are then properly thrust into each other's lives and they learn lots of things about each other and she has things she's trying to achieve and he has things he's got to get done and basically that's it. They have to live under the same roof because they're married and it would be absurd for her to go to a hotel or for him to go to a hotel. So, yeah, they're just in each other's way and... Romance. Romance. Well, there's a lot in, like, the obstacles in the book are sort of family is very central because she's like, I'm going to do anything for family and that's the thing I value most. And he's very afraid of people leaving again. Because he had a family and they left and so... I think anything else gets like the only other thing I'll say is there's quite a lot of plot and this probably starts getting (laughs) into yeah this probably starts getting into more kind of like review than spoiler free recap but there is a lot of plot. I'm not going to go all the way into it because then what's the point in reading the book? That's the basic setup. Like, if you're looking for the kind of what's the vibe in this book compared to another book where they both try and open a restaurant together or whatever. Uh, <laughs> they're in a small town. They're both like books. Uh, they're in a small and town. And one, of, and one of him sell one of them sells nuts and one of them is running a diner. <laughs> It's not this type of book. Sorry. That's a really best reference to one of the books we've previously reviewed. Or Um, maybe multiple of them mushed into one. Very multiple. I'm (laughs) I'm thinking of one specific. Anyway, that's it. Amy, what did you think of, I've now forgot what we're reviewing, the Wicked Kind of Husband. Yes. (laughs) Yes. What did I think of A Wicked Kind of Husband? Okay, it took me a while to warm up to Mr. DeWitt because he sort of whirls in like a tornado. Mm. It wasn't really until the point where he realises that he was actually attracted to her that Mm. I was like, okay, I'm starting to warm up to you. You're not just this changeable, fast-moving, mood-changing he was rude. He was rude. I know that sometimes you're like, yeah, and sometimes in these books set in Regency England, there's this element of like, oh, she is so, she's such an original or whatever, but she's not. She's just slightly outspoken in a world where you were supposed to have nothing to say. Not be outspoken. But but he is actually straight up rude. Like, 
I would find him rude as a person if I engaged with him and I don't obviously adhere to strict rules of polite society. No, but it meant that... So that I agree with you. He was hard to warm up to because he was abrupt. He was rude. I got there about by like chapter seven because what she... She was a really good... I really liked her as a foil to that because... She was a perfect... And he brought out... They both bring out good things in each other. So, yes, she was the perfect foil to him. And also, she ultimately had nothing to lose and everything to gain because he's not violent or threatening. No. And so she's like, I'm already married, man, and I'm already married to you, and you can't get rid of me. And the fastest way to get rid of me is to give me what I want. So, But I really like the first breakfast. Like, he sort of turns up at this the first time they sit opposite each other at the table and she does what he calls his polite speak, which is basically she'll say, have you had a wonderful day? And he's like, that's just polite speak for what did you do while I was not, while you were completely leaving me alone? Yes. And I really enjoyed that sort of like banter and the way that they both interacted and that helped me warm up to him. But I did really like Cassandra as a character, which was good because like she cares so much about doing good for her sisters Mm. and that drives so much of her actions and she's so patient about so many things so she's like no no no, Cassandra just focus on the objective which is you need to do this for Lucy I don't know why she bothered I hated the sisters the sisters were a pain in the patoot Emily the younger one just doesn't even really barely acknowledges Cassandra and they try a bit later on to sort of explain you know why but and then Lucy's just a total turd to Cassandra. So I but and I understand actually, why she didn't ditch her. Yeah, I actually <laughs> found it. <laughs> I get you. I found it really, and I think I got it more as it went on. I think they do explore it more. But like Cassandra always, but talks you're at about least like Lucy. twenty-five chapters in. And you are, and still, Lucy is that's seventy-five percent. No, yeah, in in the book's defense, the thing I think that saved it for me is when Cassandra goes to London, and obviously being thrown in with Joshua, like, love sparks because it's a romance novel, Lucy is at home. So she's there at the beginning and I'm like, oh, you're disgusting and I don't want to watch you interact. And then you kind of fall in love with Joshua and and Cassandra as a pair. And you're like, you guys are so glorious and this is lovely and you two are bringing out the great things in each other and the banter and it's well-written and it's fun and you two are funny and it's great. And then the sisters kind of come back into it towards the end and you're like ah i remember i hate you so if we didn't have that break from the sisters i I think it would have been really difficult but if lucy and emily had come with her to london uh, originally it would have killed the book for me but things i loved i loved cassandra i loved the like it's so well written there's just humor in and i remember that in beastly kind of Earl. yeah it wasn't like, it didn't the, hit me as much in arabella's book but beastly kind of Earl and this one very they just they have a similar male protagonist i think who i find really attractive the, like the that tone funny tone to them and the the dialogue and the banter is just that really dry well really written. dry wit that yes. they have going backwards even and forwards. In i loved it the secretary in charge of giving orphan children productive futures. Yes, yes. <laughs> and they're all in capital nouns, which just made me yeah. laugh. It made me just laugh. Just in the too. language. So fantastically written novel. So much happens in this book. Like you're going, oh, surely I must have, you know, be towards the end of Act 2. You're not. 
Well, well, plot. I, well that's so what happened when I said, where are you up to? And you're like, oh, I'm up to this bit. So I'm pretty much done. And I just pulled a face and, and you're, and you were like, is there, well, there can't be much more else to happen. Like the book has happened. It's all going to happen at this ball, isn't it? And no, I'm it like, turns out no. a lot. There's a lot more. <laughs> so this book is one where you have to sort of like sit down and you can do the first half in bits but there's a key turning point in the novel, and at that point, it's you like when I read, read Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, and they break into Gringotts, and then after that, I know it's just me in the book until I finish it. There's no putting it down. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. So, you know, read it when you've got the time. But overall, I really enjoyed it. The sisters I wanted to punch in the face, and there were a whole bunch of characters in there that I wanted to punch in the face, but there's some really nice characters. I liked, in the end, like I, Joshua did warm mm. on me. Yeah. And I thought that the substance to both of them meant that their motivations, like why they did things, except for, you know, like, I understand, Cassandra, that you're all about family, but Lucy gives you nothing. They give you nothing. I know, but what I, what I, the only thing that I could go, she's so right. And it comes, it becomes more and more and more clear as the book goes on, because Cassandra works so hard to give Lucy everything Mm -hmm. that she asks for, everything that she wants, and is never thanked, is never recognised for what, for the effort she goes to or anything like that. And Cassandra describes Lucy as broken. She's like, something is broken broken inside of her, her, and I don't know what it is, and I don't know, she won't let me in. To try and help so her. So maybe fix if it. someone, if she can get married to someone who understands her, that that yeah, might be the that, first that step. The of first step. Because all she wants is for Lucy to be happy, and Lucy is desperately unhappy and takes it all out on Cassandra because she's there and it's easy. Yeah. And she's a child. You know what I mean? Like she's young. She's what nineteen. 19. Or I kind of, as the book went on more and more, I was like, yeah, Lucy is just kind of broken. Even she's not simple. It's not a simplistic relationship where she's just a cow because Cassandra's prettier or she got all the toys. Or, you know what I mean? It's mm. not. It's not simple. There's something complicated that's wrong with Lucy. That's that's driving her. Some kind of demon chasing her. Would you read a book about Lucy? Because I don't know. That's what the scandalous Scotsman Look, or the fourth book is meant to be about. Because it's not out. So if you ask today, probably no. After having read A Wicked Kind of Husband, I have zero interest in engaging in an entire Lucy book. But maybe, given that it's not out yet, maybe giving it a little bit of time with six months' time and space. And the third novel in between you. Yeah, I might be like, oh, yeah. And I can kind of just read it and yeah, I'm see like how that. I At go. the moment, I would not read a novel with Lucy in it. She no. was too. I sort of just wanted to push her over. Me too. <laughs> she was just selfish. Or, she was just destructively dragged everyone else down with her in her own self-destruction so what is that is that a recommend i think well i enjoyed the book like i really enjoyed the like tension and relationship between the pair of them joshua and cassandra and i enjoyed really enjoyed their like repartee Mm. and the sort of growth and journey that they went on and you know yes i cried of course she did. I always had a cry. I did not. And but you know, these did characters you... are fictional. <laughs> but it's like, you know, a well written book with good story and characters by the end of it you do actually care about. That's why I cry. 
That's why I didn't cry during the Duke or there was once one, There was once moment. There was once heart. There was one moment in this book that hit me particularly Ooh, did, hard. Okay, so you almost, you were like... <sighs> a very, yeah, there was one kind of story that they be- that was really beautifully built up to and was hinted at and hinted at and built it, and like, but not in a MacGuffin kind of way. And I found that... Heartstringy. Did it pull at your heartstrings? It did. Not to have a cry because dead inside. No. I, <laughs> I was like... It was yeah. that. It was that kind of moment. So, what did you think then? So, is yours a recommend? Yeah, mine's a yeah, recommend. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I was actually, as I started it, I was ready to not like this book because you start it. I didn't mind Cassandra, but I also wanted to punch her in the face for tolerating being treated the way Lucy and Emily mm. treat her. It's and only a chapter, though. <sighs> it is only a chapter. <laughs> Thank but you, was, Mia, for such yeah. a short. And even, like, as it goes on and you realise just how much Cassandra has done for them, like, it just makes me more and more angry. But the frustration I felt at the situation Cassandra was in is really beautifully mirrored in Joshua's inner monologue. And so for that, so the things that were making me be like, ugh, it wasn't un- unacknowledged no, by characters. No, it was not unacknowledged. Book. Full stop. It was very acknowledged that she was being treated awfully by those her sisters and blah blah blah. So um, Joshua wants to push people over. He does. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's I will, like, I'll push all these people over. <laughs> and I love after one like after one particularly awful Lucy moment, he comes in and he and her are kind of like semi fighting or not fighting or whatever, but not like super strong and he comes in and just without preamble he's like so in the morning i have a boat leaving for new york oh, yeah. <laughs> i could put lucy on it <laughs> she's like we've only just we've only just finished the war with the americans <laughs> we send you know, lucy we'll and, start yeah. another one <laughs> so he's very supportive i so basically with that on that like with that kind of being her story and then we meet him and they kind of are like i totally hate you yeah i totally hate you back and that kind of premise isn't my favorite it's a trope i don't particularly no we don't respond like. but i don't know if i no, didn't no. feel so, in this that they hated no well it was a well i don't like you mm. but it was kind of unfounded so it was a i have no interest in in liking you i don't want to like you i have no interest in that and she was like good me neither but it was always like word it was only ever words deep it was mm. never there was never a case of being like i actually do properly hate you because you treat me terribly and i you know, like those books. It was. It wasn't a. It wasn't a hate into love Ugh. book at all. But they did start a little bit adversarial, and I was like, ugh. But it lasts two seconds. So my point is, like, don't if you are like me and that puts you off, push through because it's literally two seconds, and they get on with it. They get on with it, and they got on. They get on they with get each on other. With it. Like they. <laughs> Sorry. Like they get they get along very well. And I actually really yeah, like I said, it took me a while to warm up to him, but I really liked both of the characters. Yeah, it was really, really good. The writing is awesome. Dialogue by Mia Vinci is just Fantastic. Perfect. It makes you smile, the dialogue. Yeah. And even her characters who are like the villain characters, which is the only thing that will save Lucy for me, like that means as in I might read the Lucy book is even her characters that I do not like, that you're supposed to dislike, have excellent dialogue and very realistic motives. They're just usually 
selfish little people. Like they're just they're just little yeah. small minded or small hearted people. Yeah. yeah, I just was like, it's just great. All of her scenes are great. There's so much plot in this book, but it's not like one of those books we've read one like we read the one recently with the bone the bone mender guy. What yeah, was that, that was Once Dishonored, um, the Mary Jo Putney. Once Dishonored, thank you. The, that book, too much plot. Oh, my God, Mary Jo Putney, you could cut, like, 20 of those plot lines. It was lines. too much plot and zero tension, whereas this oh, one... This was, this was a lot of things happened, but only once we sat down and I was like, we were chatting about it before we recorded, and we're going through all the things that had happened, and when we talked about it before you finished it, and I was like, no, no, you still have, like... 28 plot points have to happen between now and the end of the book. And you're like, yeah, I, I do have a quarter left to go. This feels like the denouement. And I'm like, it's not. It's Yeah. So lots of plot happens in this book, but it it's, doesn't it's feel crowded. To, yeah. Because it has, you know, when we read books and we go, this got in the way. Yes. If this wasn't there, because it's all sort of, all of that plot is a, purposefully aligned mm. to the ultimate tension which is the relationship between the pair of them. which is beautiful and you're invested in it and yeah. you care deeply about as opposed to distracting you totally from yeah like the mystery the bombshell one yeah. by sarah mclean we read but we were like the romance could have just got out of the oh way and just had the mystery or just have the romance and no mystery <sighs> it lost its focus every time it pointed it went from either one of direction to another yeah no this just was seamless and beautiful and worked really well and he is changeable like the weather but I really liked him as a character in the end. That could be annoying, depending if that is something that particularly irritates you. But I just really liked him. He's not a, a bad person. He's not a bad person. No, yeah, she wasn't a bad person. It was good. She just does complicated characters really well. Mm. Like Mia Vinci's characters and are well-rounded. Yeah, she does a good comeuppance. Yep. Like she had my absolute favorite use of a play within a play. A, a play as a way to like oust someone who had done the wrong thing. Be better than kind of, Hamlet. Better Me than Hamlet. Better than Shakespeare. Loved In a beastly it. Kind beastly of kind of earl. So good. So yeah, look, I have so far really enjoyed this series, and you're reading more. I'm reading more. Yeah, and I will continue to read the series. Stay tuned for our review of. The scandalous kind of Scott That'll when come it drops earlier in the new year. year. Yeah. We'll do the Duke one. Yes, we'll have to do next. the whatever that one's called. So no, I really like it. I highly recommend Mia Vinci. I highly recommend this series. I definitely treasure the series. Mm. And I think so far for me, I think I will reread this one. I really enjoyed I think I'll reread it. Yeah. There was something beautiful about the marriage part of it being removed that they're already married when the book starts. Uh, you you love things where I it, it continues it. Yes. beyond marriage. Yeah. Because you're like I find that's... that fascinating. It's not just the book continues. Life continues Life after on, marriage. Guys, we've seen Grey's Anatomy. Get them married in whatever season that was. Life still has to happen. You still have to work out how to be married. Can someone please let J.K. Rowling know that so she can just, like, sort the Strike and Robin thing out? Because even if they get together, there's still a lot of story that has to happen because being in a relationship is half the work, like, more than half the work. Good on you, Mia, for doing this about an existing relationship. Yeah. Rather than and we, we you always actually are quite I actually pro really like books. I'm pro those books that There's have some, the wedding quite early or some Eloisa like, James ones yeah. where the husband's been absent for yes. ages and comes back into the picture. The Duchess, there was a Duchessy one that was about that. Yeah. Remember the Duchesses series? Yeah, Desperate Duchesses or mm. Dancing. We've reviewed it. it, was like episode it was episode seven. 
Oh, there you go. <laughs> Amy knows more about Amy knows more about backend. I have no idea. I don't remember what I read last week. Let alone. And that's why I have a list. Yeah, have a list. <laughs> okay, so, so it's, it's a treasure a for both of treasure, us. Treasure. It's a recommend. It's a get amongst it. And it's a thank you, me of NC. We love your books. And thank you, Lorelai. I will forever be indebted to Lorelai for this series and me of NC for writing it and giving us copies of the books. Absolutely. Okay, so on that note, thank you so much for spending some of your time with us. Join us again next week. We'll bring you more spoiler free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read. And until then, Happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.